going man welcome to the podcast what is good thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah of course um so we'll just kind of start out like who are you where are you from yeah so i'm ryan Orell. i'm from bethel connecticut it's a small town and small state there's absolutely nothing to do here super boring but i guess that's how i got into action sports um so i guess yeah, except for get really good at uh BMX skate and scooter. Yeah. So I don't even have a local skate park, but pretty much I do action sports. I ride for Mad Gear. I got put on their team just last year in May of 2021. But I've been riding bikes, scooters, and skateboards my entire life. And I guess like my whole niche on social media is being able to do multiple action sports because that's just kind of what I've grown up doing. Yeah. I always felt like pressure to choose one action sports. Like you have to skate. Like you have to bite. You can't do both. Like, what do you can't do both? That's not what normal people do. But I guess, I guess, like, like twenty twenty one, I kind of realized I'm like, I don't have to choose. Like, I can do whatever I want. So I kind of just took that and ran with it. Yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. And you've got a lot of success doing that. Thank you, man. Actually, I want to thank you first of all for giving me the idea for the Red Bull thing. So you, you started this oh, yeah. challenge a long time ago. It was like posting my clips every single day until Red Bull was it sends me a helmet. Or no, doing a trick with a Red Bull yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, I did a Yeah, exactly. I spent a lot of money on Red Bull cans. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took that idea about two months ago and I did posting my clips every single yeah. day until Red Bull sends me a helmet. And obviously there's a lot that yeah. went into it. I snapped my ankle. So then I'm like, all right, what do I do now? I gotta, I gotta reinvent my social media. So I started that series on Instagram, right. and I got over forty-five thousand followers in the past two months just from the Red Bull series, and I got like really? three million views on TikTok before I got banned again. But we can talk about that later. But oh, dude, the that, series the TikTok garbage. <laughs> ah, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, we will. We won't go there yet. Not yet. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm 18 years old. I just graduated high school. I don't think I'm going to go to college. Not yet, at least. Yeah, what have you been uh, doing since you graduated? Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been traveling a little bit, just riding, just posting content every day. I'm training for a marathon. I hang out with my friends. Really? I ri- <laughs> Man, I just be doing what stuff. What made you tr- start training Side for quest. a marathon? Um, let's see. <laughs> So my family, I guess, yeah, so my family doesn't have a lot of money. And recently, so I moved like three towns over about six months ago. So halfway through my senior year, we got kicked out of the house. So then we moved like 50 minutes away. So every single day I would have to, so we we live in the middle of the woods now. Like we live in the absolute middle of nowhere. So while I was up there when we moved, I had nothing else to do except run. (laughs) So that's literally it. I was just in the. So you just. Run. I was just. I was just in the mountains running every single day, because I had nothing else to do, and then every single time I get close to the marathon day, I always snap my ankle. <laughs> so oh, so really? right now, the date 
is October 6th. I'm going to run the marathon. So hopefully I don't get injured mar- again before that. What marathon is that? No, mar- just like just with myself, probably on a track just somewhere. I just think it'd be oh, funny. Really? I think one of my friends was like, you can't run a marathon. I'm like, okay. So you're just going to pull up and run tw- like 26 miles one day? I'm going to try. Okay, so I read... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. <laughs> so David Goggins oh, okay. like this yeah, crazy, yeah. like, you know David Goggins? He's an absolute him, yeah. stud. And he was like a Navy SEAL. And um, I learned a lot about, like, being able to callous the mind and just become, just like reach peak potential. And that, that motherfucker ran 100 miles with a zero training. So I'm thinking if he can run 100 miles, I can at least run 26 with a little training so but right with with zero training but he's a navy seal so that's true yeah <laughs> so what was the question means. so what was the question i kind of got off track, oh, i was so. just one I, I was just wondering like what got you into like running a marathon but you kind of answered my question so okay like, cool i don't know i'm kind of thinking right now like why did you choose what you did for like social media mm-hmm. and like how did you get into all the sports okay so this is a interesting story so do you know danny duncan yeah of course so in september 2020 okay wait no this goes back even further so i was <laughs> i'm gonna tell you my life story really quick so <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm looking for <laughs> so i grew up pretty poor we didn't have much and when we were when I was nine years old, we moved in with my grandma because she passed away. So we moved towns. And my neighbor was an older kid. He was 14. I was eight years old. And we both got into scootering and skateboarding a little bit together. Like, I guess I started on ripsticks, actually. But so right. over time, I started hanging out with the older kids. So there's like a group of 14-year-olds like mobbing the town on bikes. And I was a little eight-year-old on a scooter following them around. <laughs> and I guess that... Right. That definitely matured me at a very young age. And it also gave me, like, the motivation to, like, progress and push myself and ride and try to fit in as much as possible. And I didn't do any, like, real sports. Other than, like, Yeah, I didn't do any real sports. So I had all that energy. and uh, I just put it into action sports, which was cool. Um, so let's see. So I was doing that my whole life. But then so you've 20- been rolling around on things. You've been... Yeah. You've been rolling around on things since you were really little. Yeah, it's been like 10 years. But... Yeah. So I guess from when I was 14... No, when I was like 10 to 15, I pretty much, I quit all action sports. I kind of... I became very depressed. I, I didn't really know what to do with myself. And I definitely, I definitely fell into some bad right. habits. And I, I was not going down a good path. Gotcha. But then I guess sophomore year of high school... Like, I didn't ride, I quit. I haven't rode in, like, six years. But I got into wrestling. So I all of a sudden, I was like, I need to change something up. So I did wrestling. And that got me in really good shape. And I, I attribute wrestling to, like, the initial development of my work ethic. And that has helped me exponentially throughout my entire career with everything. But, so I did wrestling. Yeah, you need that discipline in, like, everything. For sure. So I did wrestling, got the discipline... And then COVID happened, so I'm like, fuck, what do I do now? 
Yeah. <laughs> so then me and my friend Mike, he's he's my best friend. We we went out every single day in the winter during COVID and just rode our bikes because we had nothing else to do. So when COVID happened, um, pretty much just rode every day, and then more and more people started hanging out and riding with us. Actually, I'm at Bethel train station right now in Connecticut, and this is where everyone used to come. Yeah. <clears throat> but it oh, was. Really? It was honestly, it was a magical time in my life and everyone's life. Like we always look back on it. Like it was literally just us like 15, 16 years old, just riding bikes around town. No worries. Just, yeah. Like I bet, I bet you've probably experienced it a few times in your life. Just riding around with your friends, just mobbing the streets. It's, it, it's truly, yeah, I did that a ton. Mm-hmm. I did that a ton. And like during COVID it was, awesome because all the businesses were closed like ev- nobody was at their business so no kick out anywhere yeah it was magical it was amazing but so i guess yeah dude everything in my life just happened to work out so in september 2020 danny duncan all right so we're going we're back to danny duncan now i've been riding i've been progressing getting some clips okay. i'm like pretty decent at all four sports but i haven't really found what i want to do like, I still plan on going to college for wrestling and stuff like that. Um, right. So Danny Duncan posted a thing on his Instagram story with Zoomies. It was uh, Danny Duncan's talent show. Uh, submit your best talent with your clips and stuff. So I'm like, all right. So me and my friends, we filmed the clip. It was all four sports in a line. I did a double kickflip on a skateboard, a double whip on a scooter, a 360 on a bike, and then a full on a, like a backflip 360 on my feet. Yeah. And then, yeah. so that video popped off, and then Danny Duncan saw it, and then he's like, all right, you can you can join. So I joined the talent show, and yeah, like I said, everything in my life worked up to that moment. It was 8 p.m., it was dark, we were in my driveway, a couple of friends helping me out with like a light and holding the phone. So I was in a Zoom call with Danny Duncan and 20 other contestants. I did a skateboard trick, a scooter trick, a bike trick, a flip and then for some reason Danny's like yo Ryan uh like good like I nailed everything I was super hyped I was like meditating visualizing before and I did everything perfectly then Danny's like yo jump off your roof yeah. I'm like why you want me to jump off my roof bro keep in mind it was like pitch black I couldn't see anything <laughs> and um <laughs> so me and my friend Mason used to always jump off high objects and do flips so that, that's kind of what I kept saying. Yeah. Like everything in my life led up to that moment. I knew exactly where I wanted to do it and what I wanted to do. So I went on my shed and I did a backflip off like the 15 foot part of my roof. And he was like, wow. So then I won the talent show. I won a moped, 500 bucks. <laughs> and so from that day on, I posted every single day on TikTok, went out getting clips, filming every single day on TikTok for like yeah. a year straight. And I got maybe like 40,000 followers on TikTok. Like it was a grind, like it was not, it did not come that easily per se. It did, it wasn't just like Danny Duncan and then it just slid you 40,000 yeah. followers. It was, a, oh no. It was working for it, yeah, for sure. But um, I guess from there, uh, just kept posting, kept posting. Instagram, I didn't focus on Instagram, I just focused on TikTok. Um, yeah. And obviously there's like a lot of personal. Yeah, you were the kid on TikTok for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And now I don't even post on TikTok. Like everybody in the action sports industry knew who you were. Like, really? I'm not even going to lie. Really? Yeah, like I'd talk to people about you and they'd be like, oh, that kid. Aww. Yeah, I know who that is. Because you had a couple of videos that really mm-hmm. popped off and everyone saw them. Damn, that's crazy. So. But, um, I don't know. I hung out with my friends, got injured. Uh, I'm just trying to find balance. You know, man, it's hard. But. Yeah, it is really hard to find balance. So, let's see, where were we? How did you end up, like, what's the whole story behind the Mad Gear? Like, mm-hmm. ending up with Mad Gear? So, in May of 2021, MGP reached out to me. I'm like, holy fuck, like, the company I grew up watching. Like, dude, it was surreal. Yeah. And I think it was Ali who initially saw my TikTok. I had, like, 60,000 followers. And, okay, so she initially wanted me as a brand ambassador, which is, like, the lowest of the low. Which, there's nothing wrong with being a brand ambassador, but that's, like, not really a rider. Because she saw I had potential with social media and, like, I knew how to, like, tend to the algorithm and get a viral video once in a while. So, she wanted me as a brand ambassador. They sent me a shirt an mgx complete so like a little scooter and a skateboard so i'm like all right so during this time it was my junior year of high school i was studying for my ap exams i was super busy super stressed out so i would come home from school study for three hours and then go film until like 9 p.m so every single day for a week that was my schedule to just wake up work out school study film edit and i made the best possible video i could with those three products that they sent me and i edited it i made it perfect for their yeah. tiktok they posted it on their tiktok it got two hundred fifty thousand views like the first video of like announcing me and so tuan saw me he's like okay this kid's not a random bat he's an athlete Cause, like i worked hard for those that's when i got like tail up yeah. flat on bmx i got like a bunch of different cool stuff yeah that's hard and um so he saw me he's like all right this kid's an athlete we like him <laughs> so i was very very patient with my gear <laughs> i took my time i made their job as easy as possible for them um they didn't really send me a lot of, actually right. they did send me a lot of stuff um after a few viral videos on their tiktok but um yeah i made their job as easy as possible for them I made sure to get like the highest performing video every single month on their TikTok. And then one day she's like, or Ali, our content manager, she's like, hey, uh, I don't have anything scheduled for the main Instagram today. I'm like, oh, she's like, do you, do you have a video you want to send me? And I've never been posted on their main MGP Instagram at that point. So I'm like, all right. So I, I actually right. quickly edited a video and it worked out perfectly. It was a really good video and it performed well. So they're like, all right, we'll, we'll put this kid yeah. on pro. So they put me on pro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I guess I'm not really at the caliber That's of like nice. a pro scooter rider, but because I do multiple sports, like I am a contractually professional athlete for them, which is really cool. And um, well, I think for Mad Gear, it's not. I don't. I don't know, but for Mad Gear, I think that it's more about what your influence is on the industry and your influence is on kids to like sell parts that will make you pro. Correct. Not necessarily yeah. being like super contest pro, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I got on the pro team. Super cool. They sent me to Woodward. Super cool. And I kept posting on TikTok. 
my Instagram at this point, I had like, I think I woke up one day with like a hundred, no, with like 30,000 new followers on TikTok, which was insane. And then, wow. Yeah, that's nuts. And then right after that happened, I got, my account got deleted. <laughs> so, yeah. How many times has your account twice. been deleted now? So once in 2021, and then once actually like a month ago, not even. For some reason, yeah, yeah it's just dumb. But did you end up getting it back the first time, or have you just had to make a new account? I got it back. So do you know Ricky Glacier? Yeah, I know Ricky. Yeah. So he, I reached, oh fuck, there's a train. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. All right, the train's gone. Um, so Ricky Glacier, I have his, he followed me on Instagram, which is super hype. And so I reached out to him. I'm like, yeah. yo, my account got deleted. Can you help me get it back? And he's like, yeah, I got you. So Ricky Glacier got my TikTok account back. And it, honestly, if it wasn't for Ricky Glacier, my who, career who probably would have been know? dead. I don't know, just some guy at TikTok, I guess. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, how did you know that he knew somebody? I think I think when he first followed me. Like, actually, I don't even know. That's kind of weird. Because <laughs> I'm like, like, what made you go to Ricky about that? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I, I want to I look back. I want to look know, back at like, DMs and find out. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm just texting a bunch of people yeah, like, what, "Hey, can you get my account back?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, is there any way that you can get my TikTok back? Yeah. So I got banned on TikTok. I'm like, "All right." I really wanted to give up. I was like, "What the what the frick do I do from here?" So I guess for right. some reason took that as a challenge i'm like let's do this whole instagram thing so i started posting on reels in 2021 i went out every single day filmed the video i posted every single day on instagram for a month got like 13,000 followers which is insane i posted like the choose your character video which is like the og video that got like 2 million views like the next video the next day 2 million views next video a million views and i I worked really hard, and I made some pretty good content. Yeah, those those worked really well. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I mean, I could and talk I'm, about I'm social curious, media. Curious, but yeah, I'm kind of curious. How do you get your ideas? Where do they come from? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I are guess, you like watching trends, or are you just thinking like? You have shows that you watch, and you hear some soundbite, and you're like, "I can use that." Yeah, I. Uh, that's a. That's honestly hard. I guess I'm a generally creative person, but it's definitely following different people's trends and being able to just understand the perspective of the consumer. So, like, if I'm a little, if I or my, if like my audience range is probably like eight to twenty four years old. I guess that's a wide range, but. <laughs> Like, if I was just sitting there scrolling, like, what video would I want to see? What keeps me engaged? What keeps me watching this video for the, for the next seven seconds? What, obviously watch time is the most important factor. And then saving, sharing, commenting, liking. So what can I, what can I put in this video to keep the audience engaged and make them 
make them feel a certain emotion. If you're able to evoke an emotion right. through a video, that's that's a piece of content that will probably perform well. Um, well, for me, it's always been like I have I'm good at making like longer videos, like long form content. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the seven seconds or the 15 seconds, like I bore them in the first two seconds because I mm-hmm. don't get to like like I, I want like that build up. Yeah. So I, I don't put like the main thing in the beginning and that's just hard for me. So like what what do you do? What have you found success in doing that? I can understand I that guess. for sure. Um well, obviously the first three seconds are the most important to keep the viewer engaged. I, I don't really I try not to overthink actually no, I do overthink everything when it comes to content. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty easy to yeah. so I guess just try to add as much as you can. Well, hmm. I don't know. I guess I could say try to add as much as you can while also keeping it simple. I know that sounds very like counterintuitive, but like if you see my videos, if right. I just posted the whole four sport edits of with just like a nice trendy sound, it wouldn't perform that well. But with the the voice, like the day sixty of posting my clip, and then also like the cool emojis, right. like the, I don't know. Just try to make it as engaging as possible. Even if it is a longer style video, you have to you have to do something that just makes the makes the viewer want to keep watching. Make somebody stop for a mm-hmm. second. But yeah. I noticed the videos that tend to perform you, well aren't trends. Aren't the one aren't the videos that are trending? But if you create your own trend, create your own video idea, those always perform better than just following like the basic TikTok trends. Right. Do you ever think about what sport to post first? No, it depends on the length of the clip. Usually if it's a longer clip, like a manual per se, I'll do the I'll do that first cuz then with like the Red Bull uh caption of like day 60 it's easier to watch. Yeah, right. Cuz you don't you don't want to flood the viewer with like 50 different things in the first 3 seconds. We also don't want to like make it too boring, you know. Right. Yeah, no, just you doing so much social media stuff. I'm just really interested in like how you think about it, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to it, but it takes it takes months of posting to actually learn an algorithm. I've been posting on YouTube Shorts right. actually. I've been uploading 20 to 40 YouTube Shorts every single day for like the past couple of weeks. And I've gotten like a million views in the past month really? on YouTube Shorts, which is absolutely absurd. But now I've been posting. You've been posting on YouTube Shorts. Yeah, so I've been posting for over a month, and I still don't know the algorithm whatsoever. The views are going down the more I post, the more I thought I learned it. And I know if I just if I just stay consistent, keep posting, keep working, I'll eventually learn the algorithm. But every algorithm is why why youtube shorts um because it's a, it's a good way to just sort of start building an audience on youtube and obviously when it comes to monetization and for the sake of longevity and building a career out of action sports youtube is definitely the wave yeah and Interesting. honestly youtube shorts like, are pretty easy i've heard a lot of yeah i've heard a lot about youtube shorts mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay but like it just feels like they're copying other people and like nobody's going to watch them, which is a really toxic mindset to have. Mm-hmm. And 
but uh is it is it the new thing do you think or is it just to like for future long form videos um it is definitely the future i think i think all of the short style content like the scrolling it's that is the future for sure yeah like you saw instagram is huh. is building towards just posting reels and no posts or pictures or anything like that yeah they, they are trying to get rid of pictures which mm-hmm. is like where do you put the pictures then <laughs> it's kind of sad but it's what it is people's attention spans are just so it short it does get the more engagement and it's yeah and it's easier to monetize mm-hmm. for sure when it comes to monetization that, which with, is what they're worried about mm-hmm. when it comes to monetization with youtube shorts it's very i don't think it's that good i could be wrong but from what i've heard with like ali and some other stuff it's there's not a lot of money in youtube shorts could be wrong i don't know but that's yeah. what what i've seen not yet not yet well i heard some crazy stories about how like in snapchat like the snapchat spotlights there were people making like so much money no like way. ridiculous amounts of money every day they were making like they were making like five grand because they would like if you're in like the top like first most views for the day gets like this much money and then second gets mm. like half that and then it like works its way down the ladder um but you can like get the most like post all week and then get that like right when it started because snapchat was just flooding money into it that's insane which is kind of nuts yeah i've never heard of that yeah man i gotta start posting yeah so i was listening to <laughs> on yeah spotlight because if you get a good video, they'll just send yeah. you some money. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> but I'm going to go. Have you seen any money from it yet? With YouTube shorts? Just with all, any social media? Not much, man. Um, with I just recently joined the Reels bonus program, and that was pretty good. I thought, so from what it looked like, I was supposed to get like $8,000 for the month. But I got two hundred dollars, and the way it works, the way oh. it works with like the payment process is kind of weird. I don't know how it works, but yeah, it's all right. It's better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I was just wondering because I got a tiny bit from YouTube back when I used to do it. Really? Um, but I know that some people are making quite a bit of money on it. Like, um, I know Ashton's on the Reels thing too. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just listening to the podcast you had with Pierce on the way here. Oh yeah, what do you think? It was dope. Pierce is cool. I li- I liked having on Mad Beer before Pierce is he really left. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to. Sounds like he has he's working on some things and. Oh yeah, no, I, I love that too. He's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be huge. But um. I'm going to go back to Mad Gear. So, I think yeah, it was the beginning of this year, February of 2022. Yeah, that's the year. <laughs> uh, so, my girlfriend and I broke yeah, up. Yeah, that's what it is right now. And so, the day we broke up, I was in a meeting with Ali and Tuan, and they're like, all right, you've been doing this whole TikTok and social media thing, and we trust you, and you're really good at this. Do you want to take over the TikToks? We're going to give you like more responsibility. I'm like, damn, all right. So I started doing that. I exceeded at um, just like being able to plan out the content and 
I was very, I think I, I was very helpful for uh, Mad Gear, and I've been doing that since. So I'm their social media manager with their TikTok and like some of their USA main account posts and Jersey posts. And I'm also the regional team manager, which you're on the regional team. Yeah. <laughs> That's fire. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot. Like, what? All thanks to you, brother. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> during the initial uh, like picking out process of finding riders, um, I think we selected like 20 riders. And I saw you. I'm like, I, I know this kid. Would be, I know. I know you'd be amazing for MGP. So we got you on. And I know Twan and Ali love you. Yeah. So it's been great since. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've been. I've been working on sketch like figuring out this whole like. Um, we're doing like an event in my hometown right now, or where I'm at right now in Laramie. Um, I'm trying to get a little bit of. Uh, products and stuff for raffles mm -hmm. from mad gear so i'm working on that right now but didn't you i'm excited for that that'll be that'll be cool didn't you visit the warehouse in arizona yeah i did mm -hmm. yeah it was awesome that is hype. got to walk around and see all the stuff going down and all the the like unreleased parts that they have in that yeah. room <laughs> that was wild so you live in wyoming correct but yeah, I'm in Wyoming right now, just like north of Denver, kind of. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> What's it like living over there? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been sick. Um, well, it's pretty normal for me. I actually went over to Washington D.C. this last uh, summer, and I was out there, and that is completely different from what mm -hmm. I'm used to. But over here, it's just like I don't know. It's pretty chill. Everything moves pretty slow. Yeah. Um. I'm just kind of working on school, doing online school right now, and then um, getting my business degree, and who knows from there. And then just, I don't know, I like talking to people, so I'm doing this as well on the side. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, building the connections out, just hanging out. I don't know, nothing too crazy. i uh, just been hanging out with my girlfriend for the last year. Started dating her, like, almost a year ago. So. Dude, that's awesome. I have a lot of respect for nice. what you're doing. I know you're super busy. you got a lot going on. I can see see your passion for scootering. I and try just to make myself to busy. How old are you? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, twenty two. Wow, what? Twenty three. That's I didn't know you were twenty two. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm just about to graduate from college. I graduate in uh, December. Mm -hmm. So. Where do you go to college? Uh, Black Hill State. It's in South Dakota. But it's like where I grew up, and then it's like really cheap, and I'm doing that online, and then living here. Mm -hmm. um, I just like it here, and I used to go to school here, so a lot of my friends are here. That's sick. Um, I don't know. Yeah, been doing a lot of mountain biking too. So I had like as has Juan. <laughs> <laughs> True. So I had like good grades all of all throughout <laughs> high school. I wanted I wanted to go to college because yeah, like my mom worked really hard to get us to where we were. So I'm like the least I can do. Now that we're we're living, the least I could do is get good grades and go to college. Like that's my only responsibility right now. So I had good grades. I, I right. directed and operated a charity. Like I, I was planning on going to college. Like I was gonna do that whole route. But then a few months before I graduated, I'm like, right. like I don't want to do this, bro. So <laughs> I decided not to go to college. <laughs> so the day after Christmas. Well, the thing is, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter where you get your undergrad, 
per se. If you want to go to college, go to somewhere close and just take a few classes on the side or do something mm-hmm. online. Um, unless you're really like going for that college experience. But like for a lot of us, like we're working on social media stuff. We have a lot of other stuff going on. We want to work and need to make money. So it's like doing it on the side is kind of Yeah, nice. that makes sense. If anything, I would go to <clears throat> community college, but I'm just going to take the risk, man. I'm so young. I'm just going to, the day after Christmas, I'm going to drive from Connecticut to Arizona and I'm going to live there for six months and just hustle, make videos with Roman. And I'm just going to try to make a career with action sports. Where's Roman at? So right now he lives in Pennsylvania, but he's moving into uh, an yeah. apartment near Tuan in the Mad Gear office. So Tuan, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to live with Roman or Tuan yet. So we'll see. <laughs> I, w- I was planning yeah. on living with Tuan. That would be that'd be crazy. But I think, I think if I'm if I'm living with Roman, I'll be more motivated to just like make more videos and more content. And I think us being together and just being able to collaborate. I think you'd be better off. I think you'd be better off living with Roman yeah. than Tuan personally. But I love Tuan. Just because he's more your yeah, age. That makes sense. It would be more expensive though with Roman. Yeah, you can. O- you guys can always go hang out at Tuan's house. True. Like, there's no problem with that. <laughs> I just think that it'd probably be a better situation to live with Roman. Yeah. But I don't know Roman that well yeah. either, so. Yeah, we'll see. We, we recently were just That's at, crazy. I didn't know you were moving out of Arizona. Yeah, I think for the sake of my career and just, like, being in Connecticut, like, dude, there's nothing here. I need to, I need to leave. <laughs> right. I love all of my friends, and I love... So you're gonna, up here, but I think I need to I need to move on. Yeah, you can go to Arizona. You can ride every day, and you can uh, hang out at AZ Grind and work at True. Mad Gear. Is that what you're planning yeah, to do? Yeah, I think so. I definitely. Okay. I, Have they like offered you some sort of job, or are they paying you right now? Uh, they're paying me right now for what I do with the writing and social media and stuff like that. But. Not enough to make a living, yeah. per se. Yeah, would it would it go up to if you were there in, in the office? I assume. I don't see why not. <laughs> like if I'm working yeah, for exactly. like an hourly wage. <laughs> like if I'm physically in the office, I right. should be paid for hour. <laughs> you should be paid salary, yeah. probably. Yeah. I wouldn't take that off the table. Yeah, I, I really do like Mad Gear. It's been awesome working with them for the past year. And um, I'm learning so much about just marketing and business and scootering and stuff like that. And it's cool. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm telling you right now, like, I've learned way more. Like, I, back in the day, back in like 2016 when I was in high school, um, I had like a scooter shop, like a brick and mortar, like, scooter shop that you could go in and like buy parts in Rapid City. Um, and I did that for two years and I learned more about actual business in those two years than I have like in business school and college because yeah. you're just doing it. Like there's something about doing it that just means more. So like if you're doing marketing work or you're doing business work for Mad Gear or whatnot, like you're going to learn more from that than you would from the college program. Oh, yeah. The difference is just the degree. Yeah. So. So that's why I feel like when people are telling me, they're like, just go do it, man. Like, why aren't you going to college? Like the experience that I'm getting right now is. Like, I know for a fact it's probably at least, like, ten times more beneficial than sitting in a classroom learning about marketing 
and you might as well get paid for yeah. it too. <laughs> yeah, you might as well get paid for it instead of have to pay for and it. And I'm actually doing what I enjoy doing for the most part, other than like sending out orders and emails and yeah. stuff like that. But well, it is a job at the end of the day. So there's the 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 work mm-hmm. part. It's called work for a reason. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I'm have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm kind of just. Um, finishing up school and then seeing what my girlfriend wants to do and then we'll figure it out from there cool. she's been talking about possibly moving over to like geneva so we might end up over in switzerland or something no way i don't know my um one of my best friends <laughs> yeah move overseas one of my best friends just moved to switzerland she says it's amazing over there really that's awesome i have a friend that i had on the podcast he's from switzerland so that would be a cool thing. I just I don't speak any of the language, so I don't know if it's German or French or what. I think it's like it's like Swiss German. Yeah. There there are certain like dialects based off the region. Right. Right. It'd be nice to learn German. That's where a lot of like the Red Bull stuff is too. Because mm. I that's my dream is to yeah. work for them eventually. Oh yeah, so I recently switched from Red Bull to Monster. <laughs> I saw that. So. <laughs> As you should. I've been thinking about doing something really dumb. Like something like ridiculously dumb. Like, like I don't know. I, I haven't even decided yet. But like something unrelated like Arcteryx or... Um, Wait, what was that? Know, like Florida's natural orange juice. I don't... Like something oh, ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, I said Arcteryx, which is like a like a outdoors brand like Patagonia yeah. or North Face. So, <laughs> Dasani water, I don't know. <laughs> really anything. Some people were asking me for advice, like, what series should I start? Mm. I was thinking, like, day whatever, posting my clips till Young Gravy follows me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> posting my clips till Young Gravy takes oh, my that mom is on a date. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That's actually so good. That is so possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just lean into all the whatever's going on uh, just so because those are more like actually getting people to like comment on stuff is more like way more exactly possible. but i'm just like taking total shots in the dark like because <clears throat> when yeah. people comment it increases I had, engagement i actually had yeah i had rockstar comment on my red ball videos like does rockstar work oh no way Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. I should ask them for a helmet. But yeah, well, I think there's something special about actually doing it with either their product or like yeah. specialty for them, um, because it's just like I I can take my clips and post them again, um, but there's just something special about yeah. doing it that one off because like I can't yeah. use that clip for anything else. And I did, I did a not, my one and only like p- realistic not a spin with a Red Bull can right there. Dude, I, I remember oh, those gosh. clips. That, that was so Shouldn't nice. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> those were some banger clips. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, I have set the bar so high now that um, it's, it's like a yeah. whole mission. What day did done. you stop the series? I don't know. I got, I like had some, I had to go on a trip and I couldn't ride for a couple of days and then I came back and just never did it again. It was like 17. Yeah. It like, I That's just not that long. But 
Yeah, it's pretty good for what I did. I don't know. How's your foot? It's all right. So I've sprained my left ankle a little over 14 times in the past two years. Like ligaments torn, like two cycles of PT. And so that was starting to heal up. And then about maybe three months ago, I was performing at a BMX um, like airbag thing. Like uh, Battlegrounds USA event. Right. And it was literally the last trick. I was doing like 1080s. I was doing backflips, front flips. It was literally, I'm like, all right, last trick. I was doing a front flip. As I was stepping off the bag, my right foot this time, not the left foot, got stuck on the bag, just folded over and snapped. So then that's, that's when I started the Red Bull series. And then at Woodward, that at Woodward, which was probably like three weeks ago. I did the same thing with the right ankle. It just folded over. But actually, before before the um, before the adrenaline wore off, I got a backflip on a hip on my bike with a sprained right ankle. So that was hype. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah. that feels good. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't leave with nothing. <laughs> you're like you're like shit. Now I gotta go do yeah. what I have to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, that happened to me. I worked at Woodward, and uh, I ended up spraining my ankle, or, like, mm-hmm. dislocated it, like, third day there. I was there for three weeks. I was supposed to be there for six weeks. But after, like, three weeks of, like, not being able to ride and having to be yeah. in pain all day and, like, OSI, I was like, mm, yeah, Carson, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, okay. I understand. Uh, I was going to work at Woodward this year, but I got – I got too busy and I didn't want to do the paperwork. So I just went guest pro week 12. But right. I, Carson Miller reached out to me. I was I wanted to go to that. So I know. I I want to get more Mad Gear guys down, but Big White um he wasn't he wasn't too keen with MGP for some reason, but I I convinced him after like a month of reaching out to him. But this week, me, Roman, and Zay made a pretty good impression. So hopefully next year we can get a lot of more Mad Gear guys down, including yourself. Right. Well, yeah. Well, it was more so like I was in the area and then like I had to leave. So regardless of if I could have gone mm-hmm. or not, or like on your end, like I was not mm-hmm. able to. So It'd be fun to plan though. Because I was reaching out to Tuan. I was like, can I go? And he's like, I need to see how many people I can get yeah. there. I was like, okay. And then I just realized that I couldn't make it. But I need to get to PA. I've never been there. It's sick. Carson Miller reached out to me probably like a year ago. And he offered me a job with like the multi-sport, intro-to-action sport thing at Woodward West. So hopefully... Yeah. You would be phenomenal at that. So hopefully next year I can do that probably at Woodward West. But it's really, really fun being at Woodward and interacting with other kids. And I, I think I would be a good fit there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it'd be awesome. I personally, what I found is that like two to three weeks is like perfect mm-hmm. for me for the amount of time to be there. I mean, you can be there all summer if you can handle it, but like it just feels like I'm stuck there when I'm there. So two or three that weeks is sense. usually enough for me. But it's so much fun for that time. Then it just gets like super repetitive and super like, oh, yeah. I just want to do anything else. No, even after a week <laughs> of being there, I kind of felt yeah. that. Burns you out of riding. Yeah. So, you see a lot of cool people and meet a lot of cool people. Yeah. I have so many friends it's from crazy. that, though. So, got to hang out with the whole, like, the Vault team and 
You're friends guys. with um. Awesome. Didn't you have? They're all super cool. Sean Cardwell on. Yeah. He's so yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, I met yeah. him in Arizona. Grapes, Grapes no slushies. Yeah, Sean. I have awesome. a funny story. Yeah, so, no, he's super cool. MGP flew me out yeah. to Arizona uh, in I think October of last year. So I landed. I landed in Phoenix. Yep. I met up with a couple of our teammates. It was Olivia and um, Zay. And they're like, "Oh, like Ryan, you ready for the comp?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't. I don't compete. Like, I haven't rode in a while. I've just been skating." And they're like, "Oh, okay, got you. So you're just filming." I'm like, yeah. So we got in the car with Tuan. He's like, everyone ready for the comp? The comp was in like three days. I'm like, Twan, I'm not going. Like, I'm just filming, right? He's like, no, you're competing. I'm like, Twan, like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't even know there was a comp. So I was like, because I've never competed before. Like, I, I, I'm not, I skate, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, all right, like, can I go beginner? Like, it's my first comp. He's like, he's like no, I'm like, what about like, I'm like intermediate. He's like, He's like, nah, you're going pro. I'm like, bro. <laughs> so I'm putting you in pro. I'm a street yeah. rider. For my first comp, he put me. Uh, it was a, it was what, easy grind. And you know, what easy grind is just like big ramps. Yeah, pro so easy I grind. Against Chris, <laughs> yeah, easy I grind competed so against Chris Ferris, Cody Cody Klom, <laughs> Hunter Frost, <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Roman. <laughs> <laughs> for my first comp ever <laughs> but honestly i didn't do that bad you're like twat i can barely whip <laughs> no, over I, this couldn't, box, I didn't know how to clear the box <laughs> i literally could not clear the box i tried in practice for like an hour and i, I was like all right i'm giving up so i, I did a little line that box yeah, is i did a little line big. in the street section and then i went to the park and i did a backflip bar spin I did it on the box to flat, so I didn't cap yep. it, I just did it flat. And that was the yep. only park trick that I did. And I got I got twenty fourth yeah. out of twenty fifth. So I didn't get last. That's that's awesome. So I guess that it was a That's actually it was a good really experience. Good. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I, I came back to yeah, that's awesome. Bethel, Connecticut. And I was super motivated. I learned how to flare. I learned how to do a bunch of stuff. And I just, I wish. Yeah. I'm still I wish I had those. like an actual local skate park where I could learn like flips and like, I don't know. So my closest skate park that's actually decent is an hour away from me. So it's. Is that the one with like the rails, that, that mm -hmm. five stair and the rails? And yeah. Stuff? Newtown Skate Park. OG, I love that place. It's an hour Where, away from you? Well, because, okay, so halfway through my senior year, I moved 40 minutes away. So every single morning before school, I would wake up at 5 a.m., drive 40 minutes to school, get out of school, go to work, go ride, and then drive 40 minutes home. And I've been doing that ever since. And it's rough. I've spent like like $1,800 oh on gas yeah. in the past five months. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but that's how my roommate here here is. He uh, in high school, his parents mm -hmm. lived like 40, 50 yeah. minutes away from school. So he had to drive that. Everywhere. I mean, it's. I didn't want to switch schools though because I was so close to graduating. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right. grateful I got to graduate with my friends. <clears throat> I do have... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I, I have an amazing group of friends, and they've, they've helped me through so much. And, yeah, we're super tight. We always hang out. A couple of them have gone to college already. And I guess... Right. I am very grateful for everything in my life up to this moment. I'm I'm happy with what I've done. Um, I work. I do. Yeah, you seem to just be working your way forward, just a little bit at a time every day. So I yeah, mean, that's all you can ask. One of my for, biggest right? uh, motivations is my mom. I've been uh, doing landscape construction, masonry, land surveying, and <clears throat> pretty much just like gardening and labor since I was 11 years old. So that's yeah. That's what I was doing all morning. Actually, I cleared out a whole garden. I moved. I moved about really a thousand pounds of rock before this call <laughs> behind a barn. How long? How long have you been doing that? Uh, like seven years. So oh, if you geez. ever if you ever yeah. need some uh, some yeah, gardening, let me know. <laughs> some... <laughs> Alright, I got you. <laughs> Fly you out to see my gardening or whatever. <laughs> I guess we could ride a little too, but <laughs> no. No, how is, uh, where do you see yourself, I guess, in the future? I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess I want to do the. Is there a vision that you're like looking, working towards? I want to I be rich. I want to, I want to make my mom rich. Um, yeah, I want to impact a lot of people, and I feel like with this short life I have, I want to have as much influence as possible and just try to inspire and motivate a lot of people to go out and do something interesting. Yeah, but, not sit at home on their. Yeah, exactly. You know, video games all day. But I guess the main thing affecting my life right now is just money. <clears throat> I want to save a lot of money before I move to Arizona. Because, I mean, my car is, it's pretty old, and I don't know if it's going to make the drive. And I need money to sort of fall back on it. And I also need rent money once I get there. So, I guess that's my main thing, just making money. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's like, they say, like, like money can't solve all your problems, but it definitely creates some if you don't have enough. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of I like I've I've always just been like I just want to make enough money to be yeah. comfortable and not have to worry about paying bills and everything else. It's it's hard to find a balance. So. <clears throat> Sorry, something in my fucking throat. I'm gonna cough for yeah. a sec. Very <coughs> yeah, good. You got yeah, it. That's it. It's hard to find a balance between like. <laughs> got it. It's hard to find a balance between like making money, and doing something that you actually love. And I think I'm going to spend the next five years just right. figuring out how to make money and how to impact a lot of people. And I feel like it's going to take me many decades, many a, decades to mission. figure out what I actually want to do in this life. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I'll ever figure that out. Yeah. It's part of the journey. But I guess just... Like the things I yeah. did were pretty dope, I guess. I think just trying different things, just seeking different opportunities and just trying to work hard is... Just like work as hard as you can and inspire a lot of people. 
Right. I don't know, man. Yeah, for sure. What are your What are your goals in the future? It sounds like you read. That I read. Um. My. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you read. Like, what are your favorite books? I'm glad you noticed, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I read. Um. Yeah. I guess. Well, I have. What is it? Oh yeah, this is. I actually put this on my book. This this book is amazing. Mm-hmm. Zero to One by uh, Peter okay. Thiel. It's one of my favorites. It's all about business and mm. startups and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. That is definitely Sorry, one I'm of my favorites. I'm kind of all over the place. Wait, I forgot what I was, was going to say. Fuck. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just asked about your favorite book. So what... What got me into running and stuff was the Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And that was huge. That helped me a lot. And right. from there, I've read uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. That's a really good book. Um, really? Um, yeah, here. This is what I... The Meditations are amazing. I'm currently reading the Discourses hey, by okay. Or Epictetus, awesome. my bad. So, yeah, I love yeah. philosophy. I love philosophy. It was definitely hard to read, but I kind of just stayed disciplined and just, I really took my time reading it and just try to take notes and understand the main message. But it's it's really interesting how something from right. that long ago can be so applicable to today's issues and it's cool. Right. Yeah, no, those, those things, we have been studying those same texts mm-hmm. for so long. And it's like, it's nuts because like Marcus Aurelius has some amazing writings and I really like his stuff. Um, there's a podcast, um, yep. The Daily Stoic by, what's his face? I know, I know. I don't remember, you. but uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan something. Yeah. It'll come to me. But those are really, really good. And it's mostly Marcus Aurelius. Um, I really like the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Really old Chinese text. Um, been translated yeah. about a million times. So you just have to find the right translation that yeah. you like. Um, but it is very like, there's, it was this guy, Lao Tzu, and he like decided one day that he's like, screw like civilization. I'm just going to go live out the rest of my life in the woods. He was like mm. 60 or something. Or maybe he was more like 40. He was old though for that time. Um, got to the gate to go out and the guy's like, I won't let you leave unless you write me like a book basically or like this many pages so lads it goes like over to the rock sits there for like mm. two days writes this entire book hands it to the guy never seen again <laughs> Holy and then shit. that's the book that's been like studied and translated a million times and stuff it's awesome it's really good so that's the actual backstory yeah, that's behind the it? actual backstory behind the book he was like a famous chinese philosopher from the time and he, he had not written anything down no, like, books or anything. This is, like, his only work hmm. because he was forced to do it, to leave. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But. Um, but I read uh, The Millionaire Fastlane by N.J. DeMarco a while ago. Yeah. Um, I read... I keep forgetting the name of it, but currently I'm reading 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. It's a pretty good book. Yeah. Um, I guess my main goal within the next couple of years is to start a business, honestly. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, but I think entrepreneurship is something that I'll definitely end up pursuing. 
these next few months. And I've I've been wanting to I've been wanting to start for so long, and I just haven't started. Yeah. And I, I don't like to talk about it much, just because I don't really. The first. Like I have nothing to show yeah, for the, it, so I'm not just going to talk the about first it. Steps are always the worst. Like literally, like just committing to doing it is so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how I was with this podcast. Not yeah. even gonna lie, like I've had I've been doing it for over. I mean, do on and off for over a year now, and it's like when I. I went on spring break mm-hmm. with my friend and he's like super motivated to like talk about that stuff. And so we're just talking about things, whatnot. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna do it. Like I've been talking, I have this name in mind. I was like, I've always wanted to name something Outlook, but I'm like, but it's also male. So like, how do I get around being yeah, male? About um, so I'm like, oh, I'll just strap industries <laughs> on the end and it'll be all right. So uh, I came up with the name and then I'm just like, all right, all I gotta do is like, just go on Skype and start asking people to talk and i have a lot of connections just started doing that made like seven episodes because there was this one podcast i listened to by one of the pauls either jake or logan and they're like 90 percent yeah 90 percent of podcasts die out in the first seven episodes so i'm like i'm gonna make 10 episodes Mm -hmm. before i post anything so i made 10 episodes (laughs) that's valid yeah i made 10 episodes and then i started (laughs) posting them and then i tried to do one a week when i did that and that was a lot. I was finding people at like Monday, having the podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, editing it Thursday, Friday, and had it up on like the next Monday. And then I started that over. So it was a, yeah, it that's was a, a lot grind of grind for sure. Um, but now I'm doing like one every two weeks, which is a lot more chill. Um, but yeah, you just got to do it. You just got to start yeah. doing something like anything whether that's making a logo or making it more real or prototyping something like really just, I just got to sell something. Right. That's all it is. What are you thinking? Like sell something that I'm like somewhat passionate about. I guess, I guess a place to start is just selling some sort of shirt right. or clothes that I, that I think is cool. And that if I saw someone wearing, I would be proud you know, do you ha- I gotta be like proud of that design. Do you have any names in mind? No. Not, Not yet. yet. Yeah, I <laughs> know. You have a great platform for that. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. And since you're, you're like mm-hmm. unique in like the multiple action sports thing, I would just lean into that and make some cool shirts. Yeah. I wanna do the same thing. I have always wanted to start a clothing company, but it's like, I don't see profiting from it right away it'd be more of like i'd start it and then i'd like slowly build up but i have a friend tristan who has a clothing company and he just like puts them up on the internet and then there's a company that when he sells a shirt they take a percentage of whatever the profits are and then he gets like a couple bucks for Mm -hmm. every shirt but he doesn't really pay anything so it's per item they take it out is it um what's it called we no I forgot what it's called, but I think I used that website before. Yeah, possibly. But it's like the one time I did make shirts, I did it like the old-fashioned way, and I had a guy in my hometown who had a screen printer, and I went out and bought 50 shirts <coughs> in each color, and then we went and screen printed them like, or t- took them to a screen printer, and that's a big upfront cost. Um, that sucked. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how do I avoid that? It didn't go well. Well, it, it went fine. Like people bought the shirts yeah. for sure, but it was just a lot of upfront costs, which I'm trying, like I don't have the 
like five hundred to a thousand dollars to put into just shirts, you know. Yeah. I feel you. I feel like right now I don't have that <clears throat> I mean I could think of a thousand excuses to not start but I don't I don't have that money and that financial freedom to like I can't really put five hundred dollars like you just said away. So I, I need that right, exactly. <laughs> for, like, to like eat rent and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, oh yeah, I guess I guess I could hustle hard enough to like go and eat ramen for every meal and do the bare minimum mm -hmm. and work all the time. But I don't wanna do that. It's not worth it. <laughs> so yeah. it's all like finding that balance for sure. But that's why I like those websites that it's like they take most of the profit of the shirt and you get a few bucks because you're building your brand and it doesn't cost you anything up front. Mm -hmm. But I noticed when I use those websites, the quality of the products weren't as good. Yeah. And also the price was a lot higher. Yeah. So I, I didn't really like that. Yeah. That's, that, that's definitely one of those things where like you can go and find a place that has really good shirts and you can like mm -hmm. test it out. I don't know. Uh, do you know John Hill? Yeah, I've I do. always loved his merch. I have a few different things of his and, uh, I don't know mm -hmm. how he does it or where he gets it through. I'd love to talk to him, but uh, get like what he does, like do whatever he's doing to do merch. Mm -hmm. I have yet to see his merch. I'm interested. Yeah, like the mostly just like I'm talking about like the clothing quality and the freedom to put designs wherever mm -hmm. he wants. Like he can do sleeve designs. Yeah. He can do hood designs. My um. My friend Andre created this brand called Ethereal, and I think it's so cool what he's doing. His, he doesn't really do that much marketing on the internet. Yeah. Like, most of his sales just come, come from, like, people at the skate park, like, local homies, all his friends. Right. Um, the quality and design of the products are so exceptional that everyone who buys a shirt other people will see it and be like oh my god like that is such like the product speaks for itself right and then they'll ask for a product they'll ask for a shirt they'll reach out to andre like it's almost like having that um like really bougie hmm. it's like the street where like brand reputation yeah. like really really good brand reputation yeah yeah that's awesome that's that's and all think, you want that's how yeah yeah it's beautiful, and the way the way everything just like markets itself, I think it is such a cool process. Where does he get the shirts and stuff? Do you have any idea? I know he like hand designs everything, but I'm not sure where he gets his shirts themselves. Right. So he he must have put a lot of work into. Does he like draw them, or does he like does um, he like screen print them? I think he draws everything out and then screen prints it. Gotcha. But some of them are like embroidered and stuff. That's cool. Embroidery's awesome. It's really cool. I got to I got to show you one day. Yeah, you should <coughs> totally. Um cuz uh I've I've wanted to get into the like what Mokoville does. That's how I pronounce it, I think, right? Like the scooter apparel brand from mm -hmm. Is it Spain or somewhere? 
I really like what they're doing. I don't know. Do you know um, Hash Evil Co.? Um, no, I do not. No. They're like another one of those like bougie streetwear companies. Oh, yeah. And like they make really good sales and they don't release a lot of products. Yeah. And it's just interesting. Something like that, it really does fascinate me. Yeah. I love the branding side of it, but like I'd always want to have good products. Like I want products that like I want to wear regardless. Like that's, I mean, I feel like that's the baseline. Yeah. It's like I don't want to sell it to make money. I want to sell it because I want to wear it and I assume that other people do too. Yeah. But people don't buy what you do, they buy like why you do it. Exactly. Yeah, you need that that mission, that passion behind it for sure. But no, it'll it's coming for me for sure. It'll be in the next five or so years that I'll probably go through a couple companies. Um, mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It's fun. Man, I'm excited to see you grow. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see you do some crazy stuff. Yeah, if you ever want to uh um, if you have any ideas or anything, you want to run them by me or need my help or anything like i'm down for anything so dude that'd be great i remember in the initial process of like mgp stuff like the whole regional team group chat you're you're like one of the most helpful dudes and i i seriously appreciated everything that you did back then yeah of course i I try to do what, what i can so yeah make myself at least worth my everyone else's time Yeah. So no, it's been good. I think. Do you watch Joe Rogan or listen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. He's probably been one of my biggest influences, and in probably ever. Yeah, you you have a lot I, of time um, to sit uh, behind the wheel and listen to podcasts. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do that as well. I've listened to probably. 80% of the podcasts since episode 800. Yeah, I've listened to So the to past 1,000 episodes, I've listened to at least like 800 of them. Oh, wow, yeah. I've listened to a lot of them. Probably not that many, but a lot of them. Yeah. There are a lot. Um, I don't know if it's good, but... <laughs> another one that you should probably think about or get into that I really like, that I haven't listened to in a while, but um, is the Casey Adams show. It's all, it's like, Mm -hmm. he's a young entrepreneur. So he's talking to a bunch of other young entrepreneurs. So it's a bunch of people like our age that are starting big businesses Mm. and like how they're doing it. And it's just, I feel, it feels a lot more applicable than other business podcasts or like Joe Rogan. Like all these people are already accomplished and these, that makes sense. And the Casey Adams show is more about like in the midst of the struggle or they're like younger entrepreneurs, which is just really cool yeah so i like that one for yeah sure. it's probably very relatable yeah but yeah there's a lot of fun to be had lots of one, failures that we have in the future <laughs> yeah one thing that my friends always say is they say no matter what you do in your life try to have try to do something with your life so interesting that you could be on joe rogan and actually have someone to talk about for like four hours <laughs> yeah exactly I feel like that's a good goal in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do enough weird BS that you can talk for the three or four hours. Yeah. <laughs> about whatever. Yeah, be an expert in something. You don't have to be an expert in everything. Just be an expert in something. True. So. Mm. I feel like 
I feel like I have so many different things going on in my life. So many different like goals and things that I want to do. And I'm not really focused enough on one thing. So that's why I feel like Yeah, but that's kind of how you're on, supposed to be right now. Just YouTube. Yeah, but that's kind of how you, you should so? be right now. Yeah, especially right now. Like this is a prime time in our lives mm. where we're just looking for what that thing is. But once you find it, mm -hmm. just pick so once you find it, you'll know and pick that and chase it and just do that. But like okay. until then, don't force yourself to like specialize. Like it'll kind of just happen to you. Cool. But I don't know. I just always think like try that to do your sense. try to do your best in whatever you do, and you'll know. Like it'll feel right if it's the right thing to do. Like don't be an expert in something you hate. Oh yeah, yeah. The four the four agreements. The four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. That was one of the other books that I read that really helped me. Oh yeah. And one of the agreements was like always do your best at everything, no matter what it is. Just right. always do your best because then you can't live you can't live in regret. Right. You can't feel any resentment towards what you did because you tried your best. So why would you worry about it? Yeah, it's like you don't... So I feel like that's a... You don't regret what you do. You regret what you don't do. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, that can be taken out of context. But more so, like, you just try things. <laughs> try things. Like, just if, if you have the opportunity, take mm -hmm. the opportunity. Um if it ends up not working out, you take the next opportunity. One of them will work eventually. So you just got to chase it. I'm kind of interested. Like, what is your take yeah. on religion? Like what, what do you subscribe to? I suppose. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not educated enough on uh, religion to, that's a good, I mean, I guess I believe in a God, but I feel like I don't know. Right, that's good. Maybe once I'm older and I really learn and read a lot about it, I'll know. But right now, I just don't know. But I, right. I believe that there is a certain energy that attracts with everything. Yeah, I think that there. There, there's something, bro. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot lately, and it's like, I think that there is a something, uh, whether that name is God or Buddha or the Tao or whatever. There is an energy that we mm -hmm. can't understand. Um, that kind of controls over everything um, because there's a lot of stuff that we can't explain and like consciousness is a very confusing thing um, but I think a lot of times religion is used to answer questions that people don't have answers to as like a cop out and I don't like that part yep that is a that is probably one of the best takes on religion I've ever heard yeah it's like they're they're because like I love Taoism. That's what I've been looking into. That's like the Lao Tzu thing. It's like there is the Tao, which is the way, but we can't understand it. We have no perception of what it is. It's just a flow of energy through the universe. And mm -hmm. we are too rudimentary still to understand what that is or how to communicate with it. Um, but it's there. We know it's there. We don't know why we know it's there. But if you start putting a name to it or start humanizing it, you're like it takes away from what it is because it's not human. So it's like, don't put a name like wow. God on it because then it's like, it humanizes it. You think of it as a being. It's not a being, it's an energy. It's almost like Marcus Aurelius's perspective on nature, like the logos of everything. Yeah. 
how like nature has its own set path and like you just don't really want to mess with like the flow of everything just kind of let it be like no matter what happens it'll happen the more the more is you that, fight it the worse that is. yeah that's kind of how it works like the more you fight it the worse it gets like mm -hmm. it's a river and you don't want to put a bunch of mm -hmm. rocks and build a dam for this river you just want to go around the rocks and go through the flow cool so it'll all work out in the end is kind of the idea i think but i don't know it's interesting it's like it's awesome got me got me thinking yeah you can get you can get lot, so into these these uh paths because it's like some people are like oh there's fate right so there's like this designated path for us that every decision that mm -hmm. we make oh i hate this every decision that we make has already been made for us but we don't know we're making it or you can go on the side of free will and say that we have choice to make these decisions but then that cements a different path on this like branch of a tree so we have all these options and then it mm. branches out from there and they're like could be multiple realities where we choose different decisions and we end up in different places jesus it's like is it yeah is it is it the end that like we already have it predetermined to us from birth to death or is it that mm -hmm. we get to make decisions and it and it can change when we die it's like i guess right now especially after reading meditations i believe that everything i guess it's easier to say that everything in my life has already been pre predetermined because then i like don't really have to stress about every decision so much <laughs> right because no matter where i am i can just be like okay well this like I crashed my car, I crashed my car like a month ago, or like, no, probably like three months ago. Like, all right, I crashed my car, but like it was supposed to happen for a reason. And if this yeah. didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm gonna be in the next ten years. Right. Like it's 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 easier to think like that just for the sake of my own <laughs> mental health. <laughs> yeah, you you want to think that you have free will, but you also want to think that everything happens for a reason. This is where I get stuck. So I'm like. Mm -hmm. Do I have free will or does everything happen for a reason? It, it, those are, I don't know if you can have both of those. But I feel like you choosing that free will, like if you choose the path, the path of having that free will, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so it's just like, it's a never ending loop. It is an, it is a never ending loop. It's just interesting to think about. That's one of those things that me and my friends like to have discussions mm -hmm. about because we can argue about it and it's meaningless because it really doesn't matter. But it's very mind-numbing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that yeah. is mind-expanding. Yeah, there you go. Do you ever like meditate or anything like that? Yeah, I do a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga. Um, my roommate, she's actually getting her yoga certification right now. Um, I've, I've really been interested in doing a lot of research on psychedelics and stuff like that and how that opens the mind. Um, I don't know. I love that mm -hmm. stuff. I think that consciousness, we don't understand it at all. And there's really like science can look at the brain and see what fires, but like we don't understand why that, how that creates feelings. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like what yeah. are feelings? I think, I think doing yoga and, meditation that's something that i've definitely practiced a lot in the past like six months i think it almost like prepares you for death yeah for sure like being able to sit there and just be be content with nothing 
and be in the present moment. It's it's just I don't know. Maybe that's the closest thing to death we'll ever experience. Well, I heard Stop once living. that that monks, um, if you tell a monk that we can't experience death, they'll kind of just laugh at you, because they are said to like be able to remove their souls from their bodies, um, mm-hmm. and just like see themselves from a third perspective with help from other people. Like their head can like open, basically open up, and their soul comes out, and then they can like wander around as just their being and like their spirit, and then they can go back into their body while their body's meditating. And I think a lot of, a lot of these things come from like breath work and it's like a lost art. People don't practice breath work anymore. It's so sad. Me and my, I've been doing a Wim Hof breathing. So there's like holotropic breathing and Wim Hof. So it's literally just, just letting go. I was probably so loud. (laughs) um, (laughs) But doing that, it is the closest thing to a psychedelic experience you can probably get without taking psychedelics. Well, there is is that. And then um, my friend's mom, she did a bunch of breathwork stuff. But apparently there's a way that you can naturally release DMT in your brain so you can actually have a trip by just breathing. By just doing the right breathing exercises, your brain will release the chemicals that are in like, yeah, DMT. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're Joe Rogan. We might as well be on Joe Rogan's podcast. We're I talking know. About DMT. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? Do you know if it's true that like when you die and when you're born, you're like you actually do release DMT naturally? Um, I've not heard about being born. But I've heard a lot of cases that they say that DMT is released when you die. And I think that that does mm-hmm. happen. And you, like, relive your life when you're dying. Like, in yeah. slow motion. So, I don't know. I think that that, like, yeah. they know that DMT is naturally released in the brain. Like, it's not, that's kind of common knowledge. It's just about... Is there a massive mm. dump of it when you die? Is I think more of the question. Yeah. Because we have these receptors in our brains that are made to like kind of flood the brain with this feeling. And maybe it's a natural kind of like pain response to like not have to feel death or whatever. I don't know. It's like a really, really deep survival instinct is what it feels like to me. Damn. Or not survival instinct, but just like coping mechanism. I don't know. But yeah, I think that I, I think that that does for sure happen to some extent. I feel like that just coincides with the question of what happens after you die, and ultimately, I don't think we'll ever there's, know. There's no answer to that question there until we no die answer. and figure it out. I think that yeah. people's egos have a really hard time. I like to think that there's just nothing because it just like, it doesn't make sense that there is something. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that it's really hard for people to come to terms with just disappearing and being non-existent after yeah. you die. But with the information that I've been given At the same time that research, it's like, that makes the most sense to me right now though. Okay, that's fair. But at the same time with like the flow of energy, like even with Taoism, like you're talking about, yeah, and also the 
the common theory or knowledge that no energy can be created or destroyed. Um, yeah. I feel like all that energy has to go somewhere. Well, there was a lot of really cool experiments that say the opposite as well that I have read up on. Like back in the day, really? they did an experiment where they had somebody who was dying. Like they have a weight. They're like on like a pen, like a mm. weighted table. Um, and mm. when they die, the moment they die, they're said to like get lighter. Which doesn't make any logical sense. Except for they're saying that the spirit has weight and it leaves the body. And they yeah. like, they ruled out like, oh, like when you die, you lose, obviously you lose control of all your bowel movements and whatnot. So they're saying like, oh, you're like some sort of something comes out and falls on the floor or whatnot. And then that loses weight. Um, but they'd have like three or four cases of people dying where they just like, the moment they, they died, like they, I don't know. I don't know what can their heart stops. Um, the the table got lighter. It like went dunk, like the weights hit the floor. Because there was on. Do you like know how much weight? Teeter table. Uh, I don't know, but not very much. Yeah, that is that is weird. But it was like noticeable. We'll never know. Granted, those experiments have not been repeated in a long time. And it was with, like, rudimentary... Like, yeah, not why not? Scales. I don't know. There's probably something against putting dying people on weighted tables. I don't know. You can do that with my oh, it's scale body. Tables. Yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't know because you would be the one dying. <laughs> <laughs> At least other people would know. Yeah, exactly. But back to the yoga thing. So my school is one of the only, oh yeah, so I've dealt with a lot of injuries my entire life when it comes to like action sports and stuff like that. Right. And I have bad jeans, bad ankles, bad knees. Um, so yeah, I think they're, okay, yeah, so the reason why I quit action sports, like way back when I was like 11 years old, is because my knees were just shot. They were completely destroyed. So I'm like, all right, I need to do something about this. So then once I got, so once COVID hit, and yeah so once i started riding my bike during covid i would do this 15 minute stretching routine every single day and that 15 minute stretching routine i attribute to 90 percent of my progression in 2020 if i'm being honest stretching really? has helped me so much throughout my entire career because like i would not be able to go as hard as i do during certain uh, riding sessions and yeah i just i wouldn't stretch? be able to before i do i well i've been doing yoga every single day so i'll wake up and do like a 40 minute practice before i go out at all and then so like a 40 minute yoga practice i did a 30 day challenge with yoga with adrian that was fire so yeah so then i'll do dynamic i have to drive like 40 minutes to wherever i go and ride and then i do dynamic stretches so just like toe touches just warm my ankles, my knees, stuff like that. And then after, I'll do like a quick static stretch, just like 10 minutes. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, just, just having like that discipline to just sit there with your body and just let it let it feel good for a sec. 
not not only the physical benefits but like the cognitive benefits of just being able to clear your mind and even like like before i would go and ride like when i'm sitting there stretching i'm thinking about certain tricks and the power of visualization when it comes to executing like new tricks and getting new learns i think visualization plays a huge part in that so that's definitely helped me a lot but oh yeah i'm always in my head yeah recently yeah Recently, I've been doing a, y- a lot of yoga. I instructed a class on a beach once. That was fun. To That's like awesome. all the kids in my school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess yoga has helped me a lot in the past few months. You ever thought about getting but, a yoga certification? Yeah, it's definitely something I want to do in the future. But yeah. I got I got too much on my plate right now. <laughs> yeah, me as well. That's yeah. I think I don't know how long my roommate's is, but her hers is like I want to say it's like nine months, but that's not right. It might be nine weeks. Might be nine weeks. To get I the certification. To get the certification. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's quite a big class, actually. So I don't know. It'd be yeah. it's definitely something I've thought about doing, and I've thought about doing that like as work. I'm like that would be so fun. Just go and do yoga. That'd be so cool. Not only do like, I do you yoga every day anyway, get... but yeah, yeah, because you know the feeling that you get after a good practice. Like imagine being able to do that for the other people. Like imagine being able yeah. to change other people's lives just through teaching them how to do yoga. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. But yeah. I still have a lot to learn. How do you do it by yourself, or is it through YouTube videos, or what do you? YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Every once in a while, I'll do it by myself. But there's this app I called Down 30... Dog that I really liked, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was that was kind of that yoga. It was like it curated the practice for you, depending on how long you wanted to do it and everything else. But mm-hmm. I think the, I did the free trial, and then the sub- subscription was a lot, so I was just like, eh, never mind. <laughs> mm. That makes sense. I like yoga with Adrian. I did her 30-day challenge. And since then, I've just been doing, yeah, obscure random YouTube videos once in a while. Like, when I'm super sore, I'll do just, like, a deep stretch. Or if I'm, if I'm feeling like I want to work out, I'll do, like, a, a fast flow practice. Right. It depends. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. But I'm glad that's... It's another thing that helped me that. a lot... Thanks. Another thing that helped me a lot in the past was working out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely do a lot of mental health issues, especially in the past. And being able to have the discipline to work out and just sort of fight against myself and win most of the time, you almost always feel better after it. Yeah, I felt really strong after working out. I have not gotten a gym membership since... I like left UW, so uh, I haven't been doing it, but mm-hmm. it does feel good. Dude, I've never been to a gym. I work out at home. I just do like body weight stuff, like push ups, calisthenics. And, um, oh, really? I did Bully Juice. So, Bully Juice, he's a fitness YouTuber. He has a challenge, a 30 day no equipment workout challenge. And, dude, I was, I was, I was fucking ripped after that. I did his 30 day challenge. <laughs> 
I did this 30 day challenge again, and then I did this 45 day challenge, and it definitely helps a lot. It's it's a really good, it's a good little little workout thing. Keeps you healthy. And the thing yeah, is, there's there's no excuses, no no equipment. It's cool. No, just body weight stuff. That's awesome. All right. Well, we've been we've been on here for a while, so I'm probably just gonna end yeah. it up here. Um, I'm gonna say uh, one more question for you, and uh, if you have any advice for either younger yourself or somebody who's just kind of getting into the social media space, what would you say? Mm-hmm. So, social media is probably one of the most revolutionary things modern society has to offer. And if you're not taking advantage of social media or any like digital marketing platform right now, and I think you should probably, if you don't want to make a career out of it, at least probably like learn about it, because it's definitely, it's definitely where the world is heading is just social media. Um, if you want to make a career out of it, just work hard, be consistent, sustained effort over time truly is key. Like just being consistent, posting every single day, even if you're not getting results, if you stick to it, you will continue to learn, continue to build. And, um, yeah, building a good work ethic is important and just be a nice person. Be kind to yourself. I'm trying to like imagine me talking to my younger self, Yeah. but yeah, yeah, being kind and being very mindful towards others is probably one of the most important things in my life. And I learned that from my mom, but yeah, just be a that's nice awesome. person, work hard. That's it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all great advice. So, all right, well, thank you, Ryan, again, for taking some time out to come and talk to me. I really appreciated it. This was fun. So, uh, Dude, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, thank you guys all for listening today. And I'll come back in a couple weeks with another podcast for you guys. And have a great rest of your day. And, yeah. Bye-bye.